You're listening to the Culture and Talent Podcast from Nemours Children's Health. Welcome back to the podcast. If you've been joining us, you know what's coming. We're talking Nemours Core Competencies and SBI, or Situation, Behavior, and Impact. That's the mechanism we use to deliver feedback as a prelude to development opportunities and or maybe given some positive feedback. If it's your first time, let's start out with some intros. I'm Dr. Allison Kraft. I'm the Associate Vice President of Culture and Talent for Nemours. And who's joining me today? Well, he's going to tell you. Hey, Allison and everyone listening. I'm Jared Narlock. I'm the Strategic Culture and Talent Program Manager at Nemours. And really excited to have this conversation today with you, Allison. Awesome. So Jared, I thought maybe we could shift the tone just a little bit today, maybe give a little bit of levity to a very serious competency so that it's easier to connect to, I guess is how I would say it. Because we're going to talk about commitment to improvement and quality. And so for our listeners out there, what do we mean when we say commitment to improvement and quality? Our official definition is demonstrates depth of knowledge and skills in technical areas from experiences and applying it in new ways to adapt to new circumstances and opportunities. Okay, so before we dive in and talk about SBI and all of the things our listeners are expecting, I have a pop quiz for you, Jared. Are you ready? I hope so. Okay. So you know, and hopefully our listeners know, that at Nemours, we measure associate engagement biannually. or Essentially, we ask to hear from our associates, and we ask a bunch of different questions, some of which are the Gallup Q12, and some are open-ended. So questions like, what can we do to make Nemours a better place? Or what do you like most about working at Nemours? But related specifically to the competency of commitment to improvement and quality, one of the Gallup Q12 questions asks our associates how they feel how well we are committed to quality and improvement, okay? So we ask our associates this. So my question for you is, how well do you think our associates feel like we're doing in terms of our commitment to quality? 20th percentile, 40th percentile. What are you thinking today, Jared? This is a tough one because our associates, they hold themselves and the work that they do in such high regard. And so I think, you know, it's amazing. However, I know I was just talking to a group recently and they said, oh, we want to prove on this. And and so it's a big one that I know they're always striving to get better because of how important it is to our patients and their families. So I'm going to say the 55th percentile. 55th is like a really high number. You realize that, right? Yes. We're the 76th percentile at Nemours. No way. Really? So that that's, oh, wow. That's trending huge. And then it, it excites me even more, just as I was saying that, the fact that we have these associates who you would think it would be well below what I said, the 55th in the way that they describe it. But that's just, again, the high caliber and the high care for what they do. That's That's awesome. Not only is it awesome, right? So that means we're best practice, but I think you unintentionally hit the nail on the head. And you said our associates are always asking how we can improve, how we can do X, how we can do Y. And so really what that says to me is our associates understand the criticality of quality, of safety, 
an improvement. And that also says to me, right, they're dedicated to it, but they know what that looks like. And so when I think about the behaviors, when we think about SBI, situation behavior impact, I don't really feel like I need to do a long lesson on this because it inherently feels to me like our associates get it, right? So following reliable methods, utilizing SOPs, reporting your misses. If you're a clinician, utilizing clinical pathways when we have it, escalating issues to huddles as a baseline, right? That's something we all do every day, which is really speaking to an organizational commitment to quality and improvement. You know, higher levels of performance might be identifying and researching or creating reliable methods, right? So take a frequency tracker to do some research and create a reliable method based off of it. Maybe owning a resolution, participating in a CI event, that exceptional might be leading a CI event, or maybe you're teaching or coaching or mentoring on a reliable method. So I feel like this is probably the competency our associates know best. Um, I don't know if that resonates with you, but. I would agree. I would agree. And in the conversations that I've had with teams, this is the one that when they're talking about examples and having that conversation, they're like, nope, we got it. Let's talk about the other four. So I would definitely agree with you on that. So if that's the case, I have the suspicion that we know the behaviors the best. And because we know the behaviors the best and because we're so committed to it, this might be the most difficult one to actually conceptualize the difference between meeting expectations versus exceptional performance, because it's something that is so critical to sort of our, our backbone of who we are at Nemours. So instead of going the traditional route, as I alluded to earlier, let's introduce some levity. Let's change the tone. I'm going to put you on the spot here, but you shared with me an anecdote that an associate at Nemours shared with you. And I will say, while a surprising example, I thought it was evocative and it definitely made me rethink how we look at competencies and measure performance in a different way. And so maybe that might be helpful. Do you mind telling that story, Jared? Sure. It, it was. It was one that as an adult educator, as someone doing talent and culture development for, for years, you always hope that you're able to gauge the level of interaction, the level of engagement, and the, the level of connection to the objectives and what you're talking about with a group. And so I had just gotten done talking with a group of nurses about the competencies. And one of the nurses said, I got it. I got it. And I want to share it with the group because I know if you all didn't get it, I imagine you did, but this is going to connect with you. And so I, I was really excited and I'm figuring that it's going to be some sort of an example that, that, you know, I probably heard before. It was not. And so what she said was, it's like toilet paper. And she said, one ply toilet paper, it does not get the job done. You know, you need more than that. And so she went on to say, two ply, two ply, it's okay. It does the job, but it's not what we want to work with consistently. She said, three ply, that's where it's at. That's the standard for her. And she said, I think we can all agree on that. It's comfortable. It definitely gets the job done and we can use it consistently and we feel good about it. And she said, now four ply, four ply special. And you don't come across it 
as often as three-ply, and you can definitely tell a difference. And it feels good. And then there's five-ply. And at this point, Allison, I'm thinking, what is she going to say? And this is a really (laughs) connected example. And she said, five-ply, that is rare. You do not see it often, but when you do... It is one of the most amazing experiences that you can come into contact with. And do you need it to get the job done? No, but it is a lasting experience you will remember. And I don't know what my face looked like, but I guess she could tell because she said, Jared, it's okay. We're nurses. Look at the room. They get it. And they were smiling. They said, makes perfect sense. That is a great breakdown. We're not going to forget it. So happy to share that. As you can tell, I did not forget a word of what she said because it resonated. I will remember it. At this point, I should say something articulate or poignant to drive the, the point home. I'm not sure that I have anything to say other than it's actually a unique way to think about it. And I would challenge people to really lean into the learning, right? It's a it's a different way to think about things. And when we think about commitment to quality and improvement, sometimes it's just stepping back and looking at things in different ways to to create greater insights. We'll go with that. That sounds like a good wrap up to that story. But anyway, I think it's a great articulation of how we can start to think about the competencies at different levels. Clearly, our associates have shared they understand what it means to be committed to, to quality and improvement. And so when we start to think about how we rate ourselves in terms of meeting expectations versus exceptional performance, you know, to what extent are we doing it? Are we meeting those expectations by following those SOPs, escalating issues to huddles, or are we really exceptional in terms of we're leading those events, we're leading improvement activities, et cetera, or just think about toilet paper. And that's a, a great way to help you make those connection points. So with that, Let's talk about next time. You've all heard the adages, right? Change is powerful. Change is constant. Change is everywhere. Or as John Maxwell will tell us, change is inevitable. Growth is optional. So let's talk about change and growth next time. We're going to talk about champions change. And until then, stay safe, be well, be kind to others, be kind to yourself. Thanks for listening. The Nemours Culture and Talent Podcast is produced and edited by Carol Vassar Media Productions for Nemours Children's Health. Music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. Your questions, comments, and ideas about the podcast are welcome. Just email podcast at nemours.org. That's podcast at nemours.org. Find this and our flagship podcast, Well Beyond Medicine, on your favorite podcast app. And thanks for listening.